Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf Horsch, Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You're joining us for the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally, where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation programs. During Accidentally, I ask thought-provoking questions, raise awareness of emerging issues, and try to offer insights on workers' compensation. My hope is to make you think about work comp in a different way. You can subscribe to our monthly podcasts on iTunes or find them at iaiabc.org slash podcast. Last week during Accidentally, I analyzed the strengths and weaknesses of workers' compensation. It was part of a SWOT analysis that we are doing on the system in 2017. In part two of this month's discussion, we'll continue the SWOT analysis and look at the opportunities and threats to workers' compensation. These are external factors that have the potential to influence, impact, and shape workers' compensation in the coming years. So first, let's look at opportunities. One of the big opportunities in workers' compensation is the U.S. economy. The U.S. economic growth appears to be strengthening, and that's good for workers' compensation. As the economy grows, so grows workers' compensation. So what are some of the signs that lead to good factors from the economic perspective? Well, the Federal Reserve Bank, just in the past couple of weeks, has raised interest rates. And this interest rate hike was the second time in six years So that's the Fed signaling that the U.S. economy is stable and growing and that they are are starting to scale back on qualitative easing and that the U.S. economy can support higher interest rates. State growth also looks positive. The Philadelphia Federal Reserve published their April 2017 coincident index across the U.S., and that is a measure. It looks at four different economic measures within a state and predicts economic growth in the next three months, and all but a a couple and two states show positive economic growth in the next six months. The unemployment rate for May was 4.3%, and that is a 16-year low. So that is a very good sign for workers' compensation. Anytime we see growth in payroll, we're going to see growth in workers' compensation premiums. There was strong growth in the healthcare, food service, and construction industries, which are all good for workers' compensation premium growth. The only factors of note with respect to the economy is that wage growth has continued to be slower than anticipated. And another factor with respect to the economy, which is great right now, is that the stock market is at all-time highs. Although everyone is always a little bit concerned about whether or not it's too high or we're in the, you know, in the midst of a bubble. But most of the foundations with respect to the stock market seem strong. Another opportunity for workers' compensation is technology. 
And technology continues to shape our world in both visible and invisible ways. And I think technology has the potential to be an opportunity in workers' compensation from two different perspectives. First of all, technology is making work safer. The most common cause of workplace fatalities is from traffic accidents. So traffic accidents account for about a quarter of all occupational fatalities. And driverless cars, which have been on the road now for years, have the potential to drastically reduce accidents. So we are seeing this real momentum toward driverless cars in a lot of a lot of different pilot programs. There are a lot of states and the federal government are now starting to take a much more proactive role in creating a regulatory framework around driverless cars because there are many different companies who want to have driverless cars out on the roads in the next couple of years. Another area we see technology influencing work is in the use of robotics and advanced manufacturing techniques. So these these technological innovations are replacing dangerous work in a lot of industries, and they're really revolutionizing manufacturing and construction. And so as we see technology integrated into the workforce, we see the potential for incidences of injuries and fatalities to continue to decline. And that is a significant opportunity for the system. I think in addition, technology also has the potential to change the business of workers' compensation. Insurers are beginning to pilot programs using blockchain technology. Blockchain is my favorite new subject, so maybe we'll hear a little more about blockchain on a future podcast. But blockchain is essentially a shared database, which allows multiple parties and entities to access data in a secure, in a secure way and a very difficult to manipulate way. And I keep telling people that if we all just went to the blockchain, it would solve all workers' compensation regulatory recording requirement woes. Another area that we see shaping the business of insurance and that has the potential to shape workers' compensation is the use of artificial intelligence. And one of the examples that's often cited recently is that Lemonade, it's a property and casualty insurer that sells homeowners and renters policies, recently touted their ability to receive analyze and pay a claim in three seconds using their artificial intelligence claim systems. Yeah, it's a little bit of hype and certainly really good PR, but the use and implementation of artificial intelligence is being integrated more and more in information management systems and is going to increase the efficiency and the speed of which claims can be managed and processed. Another significant area of opportunity in workers' compensation is medical advancements. At the IIBC's Spring Forum in late April of this year, we had a, a demonstration from a company called Rewalk, and they had 
an injured worker, his name was Johnny Hernandez, and he lost the use of his legs in a work accident about eight years ago. And Johnny is now using an exoskeleton to walk. And I will say that it was a truly inspiring moment when we heard from Johnny that when he first took the exoskeleton home and tried it out in his family home setting, he stood up for the first time and his kids, who were very small when the accident happened, were amazed at how tall he was and commented about, wow, dad, you're so tall. And that is just one story that illustrates how far medical technology is advancing. Our understanding of medical knowledge and the efficacy of medical treatments is advancing at a rapid pace. And medical conditions that were once considered life-threatening can now be treated successfully. And physical impairments, like loss of the use of limbs, are going to be increasingly diminished as we integrate technology into the treatment advances. And finally, I think another opportunity within the workers' compensation system is the use and ever-increasing multiplication of data. The system, from its earliest inception, has been concerned about collecting statistics and data on work injuries and accidents. And now we have the ability to collect, store, and analyze data faster and cheaper. And so this opens the door for the use of data in ever more innovative and exciting ways. Just the other day, Peter Ruminier wrote an article about the use of large data sets in the underwriting process. And insurers are using these big data sets to be able to get better and better at understanding and appropriately underwriting individual accounts. So because we have big, large, aggregated data sets, It helps us to actually micro-target and develop profiles on a more individualized basis. So I think that um, we're going to continue to see the use of data and more powerful manipulation of data. I think claims data could be invaluable in understanding how to more effectively manage claims and to get the appropriate interventions to specific injured workers. And increasingly, we're going to see integrated data sets used across state agencies to help jurisdictions more effectively measure their systems and analyze the opportunities for improvement. So data, 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 it drives the workers' compensation system, and it is a significant opportunity. So just really quickly, let's go back and let me summarize the opportunities I think exist in the workers' compensation system. We see that there is what appears to be strong economic growth in the United States. There's the potential for technology creating a lot of innovation, innovation at our workplace, and also innovation in the business of workers' compensation. We see advancements in medicine, which are creating better outcomes for injured workers. 
and a continued use and manipulation of data to analyze and improve outcomes. So now let's talk about threats to the system. And these are external forces that could negatively impact workers' compensation in the coming years. As we talked about earlier in part one, medical cost is more than 50% of the cost in a workers' compensation claim and overall in the workers' compensation system. And unfortunately, even though medical care is delivered in virtually every workers' compensation claim and is a significant part of the industry, workers' compensation has little or no, more likely no, influence in shaping U.S. healthcare policy because it is only represents 2% of U.S. medical spend. And so there's a lot of uncertainty with respect to U.S. healthcare policy and the fate of the Affordable Care Act. And that uncertainty and the potential changes that that will result in the U.S. healthcare environment present a threat to workers' compensation. So when the Affordable Care Act was passed eight years ago, the system had to adapt and had to recognize where changes were going to happen and make modifications to the system. So whatever happens with the Affordable Care Act in this year's sort of federal congressional agenda is going to, again, make the workers' compensation system have to adapt to changing markets and either the expanded or contracted health care coverage. So we're all waiting to see what happens with the fate of the Affordable Care Act, and it's certainly a threat within the system. Another thing that is a threat within workers' compensation is that workers' compensation, if we go back to its foundation, is an agreement between an employer and an employee. You have to be an employee to have mandatory workers' compensation coverage. But our work relationships are changing. The sharing and collaborative economy has really sped up a a trend in the workforce of more workers working, but not being considered a traditional employee. And it's estimated that there are 20 to 30 million people who are in alternative work arrangements each year. And that number is projected to grow in the next several years. And so as we see an increasing number of workers not being considered employees, that is a significant threat to the workers' compensation system. If public policymakers want to expand coverage and ensure that all workers have the protections and the social safety net of workers' compensation, then they're going to have to look at new ways of delivering workers' compensation coverage under different employment conditions. And so that's an area I think is a significant threat And it is a real opportunity for the system to be innovative and to think about providing coverage and how the system is funded and delivering benefits in a different way. 
One thing that we see with respect to these changing work relationships is there is the beginning of some legislative proposals in states. Washington, New Jersey, and New York has looked at legislation related to portable benefits, as well as Senator Mark Warner in Virginia has proposed federal legislation, which would create a funding pot for the development of pilot programs that would deliver portable benefits. And this concept is basically that benefits, which could or could not include workers' compensation, but also, you know, sick leave, family leave, medical health insurance, a benefit package is not tied to a single employer, but is instead tied to me as an individual worker. And so I think that's where the conversation is heading in the United States. And as we continue to see work relationships change, I think it presents a threat and potentially an opportunity for workers' compensation. Another threat to workers' compensation in terms of the ongoing stability and equity in the system is politics. Um, politics always has some role in workers' compensation because the system is built on a statutory foundation, and so legislatures can shape the law, and they can also influence and uh, sort of mandate the adoption of rules and regulations in different in different capacities. And I think that politics presents a threat to the system in a couple of ways. First, the competition for business. We've seen a lot of states whose slogans over the last decade have been XYZ state is open for business. And there's this real desire to attract businesses to come into the state. And in in order to attract those businesses, they've touted there is a lower cost of doing business and a lower regulatory requirement for doing business within a state. And that has led in some states, I think, to, to reforms in workers' compensation so that workers' compensation, the primary driver of it would be that workers' compensation would be less costly. And sometimes when we reduce the cost, we also have to look at what that impact has on the injured worker. And so if the primary driver is to reduce cost at the expense of the injured worker, I think that that certainly is not necessarily a good thing for the system. And, you know, if we continue to see that kind of attitude that is definitely a threat. I also think politics is a threat to the system in the sense that there's very often a lack of knowledge by the legislative community about the workers' compensation system. And so you have legislators who may hear from a single constituent who has a concern about the workers' compensation system And that can drive the policy within a state or drive the legislative proposals in a state. And that single constituent certainly has a valid concern and it may be a problem, but it may not actually represent the entire picture of the workers' compensation system within that state. And so I think that politics and people who don't have a, a true understanding of workers' compensation may make changes or propose changes that are not necessarily 
going to achieve equity and balance with respect to the grand bargain. And I think finally, in terms of a threat to workers' compensation, I gave a presentation on this topic, and the slide that I showed when I talked about this threat was the quote, today has been canceled due to lack of interest. And I think that in some ways, workers' compensation has to be very concerned about the lack of understanding and the lack of interest in workers' compensation by the sort of general public. And most people, until they themselves or a family member or a friend suffers an occupational injury or illness, they're very likely to know little to anything about workers' compensation. Or they may have some preconceived, oftentimes negative impressions about the system. And I think that this general lack of awareness is a threat to the system because it really opens the door to apathy. And if workers do not know or understand the role that workers' compensation plays in their safety and security at work, then they're going to be less engaged when there are proposals that scale back their rights. And in the same sort of same way, if employers do not understand the value And it's not just the cost, it's the value that workers' compensation brings. They may be willing to go without coverage or, you know, they're not going to be meaningfully engaged if they see that benefits are taken away or not sufficient for their employees. It's important that workers' compensation think about how the general public perceives the system. And we need to do a better job about explaining the role workers' compensation plays in the broader economy and as a broader safety net for employers and employees. So really quickly, let's summarize the threats that I have identified to workers' compensation. First of all, there's a lot of uncertainty about the direction of overall healthcare policy in the United States. There are changing employment relationships, and that is changing who would be covered and not covered under workers' compensation. We have politics. And we have a lack of knowledge about workers' compensation and its role in our economy. If we take a moment to reflect on what we learned through the SWOT analysis, I think the question that comes to my mind is, what's actionable from looking at the workers' compensation's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? What does workers' compensation have to do today to respond and adapt more positively into the future? And for me, it really goes back to what we just talked about, and that is making the case for workers' compensation. We have to be much more sophisticated about how workers' compensation demonstrates its value 
to the general public. We need to think about the complexity in the system and how we can reduce that complexity and how we can communicate the core values and the core foundation of workers' compensation to the more general workforce. If we do that, I think that we will be able to continue to see the the system protect employers, protect employers from uh, the uncertainty of negligence suits and to promote safety and prevention strategies. And we'll also be able to protect workers. They will have a certain and sure safety net if they suffer a workplace injury or illness. And the other thing that we oftentimes forget is that a strong workers' compensation system reduces our reliance on other social insurance programs like Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security disability insurance. And I think if we can continue to communicate that value and that foundational role that workers' compensation plays in the U.S. economy, I think that it will be an important step in protecting the, the system against some of the weaknesses and also some of the threats in the system. I'd like to thank you for listening to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast series. I look forward to talking with you each month about workers' compensation issues. You can subscribe to Accidentally on iTunes or listen to us at iaiabc.org slash podcast. So what do you want to hear about next month? I hope you'll share your thoughts to jwolf at iaiabc.org. I'd like to thank you for listening. Cheers, Jennifer.